Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmostro, and today we have a very special edition of Locked On Flames with Hannah Carpenter, who is a photographer in Boston, and we are going to talk about uh, a lot about Pride Month and a lot of the Pride initiatives or lack thereof happening around the NHL. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I'm so grateful to have you here. And as always, I'm Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, you name it. We're here for you. And I won't take up much more of your time and we will jump right into this, I was going to say interview, but this important conversation. Well, hello, everyone. Today we are wrapping up Pride Month with a very special interview with Hannah Goon Squad Carpenter of Massachusetts, who does everything. Um, you are currently working with the, is it the Militia Summer League? Yeah, so I'm freelancing as a photographer, and I'm currently doing a bunch of pictures for them. Um, it's awesome. A little three-on-three league with some NHL D1 college guys every Monday night. Yeah, that's so cool. And for those of you listening, Noah Hannafin is part of the league as well. And before the show, we were chatting. And uh, last year, he wasn't really able to participate because obviously he had a shoulder injury, surgery. But this year, um, he will potentially be back after this 4th of July holiday. So that's exciting. Um, well, you're probably all wondering what this episode's about, but we're going to take today to kind of reflect on Pride Month in the NHL pro hockey space and who's doing it right, what's going wrong, and where can we not just as fans improve, but the league as a whole, because a rainbow profile picture for 30 days does not do it when your main sponsors for a lot of these games, playoffs, and teams is Chick-fil-A. And it's just, it's so counterproductive. But where where would you like to start? Do you want to start with the good? <laughs> let's hit the bad first. Let's, end, right. let's end on a good note. Because there that's is, fair. I have to say, there is a lot of good being done. And I feel like that's where we have to kind of separate the league from like yeah. the teams. And even after that, the players who are out there, like actually advocating and supporting everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember it was the Rangers, um, it was Eastern Conference Finals, and they showed a shot of the penalty box, and it's just literally just wallpapered with Chick-fil-A, and for those of you, I don't, I don't know if they have Chick-fil-A in Canada, but Chick-fil-A is notorious for donating to anti-LGBT um, politicians, organizations, they believe in conversion therapy and quote unquote, praying the gay away. So to have that as a sponsor is just a little 
counterproductive. <laughs> it's definitely insulting. You know, like there's millions of sponsors out there who have money that they can give you that don't support these things and that are actively working to like do good for the LGBTQI plus, plus community. Yeah. And I think it's just something that's so simple that can be fixed. And I understand, you know, oh, it's a business money drives the league, but I guarantee you they have more offers out there than they can cater to uh, just because that's the nature of the business. And I've worked in sponsorships before and it's overwhelming, but I mean, just start thinking with like your audience in mind rather than your bank accounts, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you hear all the time about revenue in the league and what drives revenue. They need to get revenue up. How are we going to get more revenue? And I understand like it's a business at the root of it, but there's so many other companies that just don't donate to those things and don't support those causes. It is probably more simple than they would like to tell us it is. No, of course. And it's just, it's so frustrating. Like when you go online to and this is, you know, kind of stepping away from, actually, no, let me put the league on blast again. And we are just going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Bet Online. As always, please gamble responsibly and uh, everything in moderation, including pasta, is a good thing in life. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your online sports book betting information, your number one source for news, league updates, and of course, podcasts and uh, score updates. It- Check out their website today to see the latest props and odds in your favorite sports and, you know, maybe bet on the the avalanche for repeating next season. You never know. And thank you so much for your continued support of uh, Bet Online. And you can check out their website and uh, on your mobile device or on your uh, laptop. So head on over to betonline.net today. BetOnline, where the game begins. They have military night. They have hockey fights cancer. Like you separate all these things. If you can separate the military and like first responders, you can separate like you want to have hockey is for everyone. We shouldn't have to do. Literally, like like, we should not have to do this. Have a pride night. I know. I think it's the golden nights. They did like... um, I want to say it was like Chinese heritage or like Chinese new year night. I've definitely seen other like heritage nights. Like that is amazing. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where the league should actually look around and be like, who's listening to their audience? Who's doing the right things and why aren't we doing them? Right. And, you know, I remember it was right after the blues won the cup, unfortunately. And it was like, they had released their, Uh, theme nights and like honorary nights and things like that and they had like three different like cop nights and first responder nights but nothing for pride and everyone was just kind of like why aren't you focusing on a marginalized community that makes up such a large portion of the hockey fan base I feel like they just turned a blind eye to that you know they're like oh, well, everybody is a fan, so let's not 
let's not separate them into boxes, but it's definitely insulting. I think for a lot of fans that you have like these back the blue or like military appreciation, and then you can't do anything relating to like the LGBTQI plus community. Right. And like you choose to be a cop, you choose to join the military and you know what? Good for you. I could never, I have asthma, but you don't choose your sexual orientation or anything like that. So it's just kind of like they're picking and choosing. And I, I remember, um, the Canucks this year, they did their Chinese heritage night and everyone was in love with their, like their jerseys and like the, um, you know, the special merch that they had designed. And they also did a pride night too. And everyone ate that up, not because it was, you know, some sort of fake woke nonsense that these people want to claim it is, but it's, it was, I believe that the fan art was designed by, um, or the design was made by an LGBTQIA fan, and they were donating to things other than you can play, and there's nothing wrong with you can play, but there's just other charities out there that we could funnel money into, and fans, you know, they want to support things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, that was awesome, and I wish I had that, that fans, like, at on Twitter or something like that, but it was amazing seeing them put that on a jersey, put that on a shirt, put it on a hat. And like, you know, that's coming from a place where someone was told they could do this and they got to express themselves. And the Canucks really took that and like they tweeted yeah. about it. There was a story done about it. And like, that's that's not fake. That is at the ground level, like just exposure and right. showing that they care. And the Kraken did something as well because they had their artist um do I want to say they were a fan but also an employee or something they were connected to the organization and they designed the pride night merch around um the bisexual flag colors yeah and they were like well I don't see that often it's always the rainbow and like there's nothing wrong with the rainbow but to see like my representation matter that's what matters to me and, you know, I, I obviously can't speak for everyone, but representation like that does matter. I think, you know, you, you get to really see like, okay, like I'm not alone in this space, even though this space doesn't always recognize me. Absolutely. And I think that's where people, especially like fans of the sport who don't agree with people's lifestyles, if you want to say it that way. Um, I think they just don't realize how much representation matters when you're in a space that isn't exactly welcoming to you. Like I've seen stories of people who are just afraid to be in a rink because a majority of fans that do express those views don't hold back. Like if they don't agree with the way you're dressed or the way you look or the way they're perceiving you, they're going to tell you. And I think it's harder for people like that. Like I've seen a lot of comments on like, the rainbow profile pictures of different teams saying like, you want to be accepted, then why do we have to have a month for you? Or you want to be accepted. So why are you shoving this down my throat? And it's like, nobody wants to do that. They just want to be accepted. Right. 
you know it's not not any like it's not that deep no it, it like it is and it isn't but like changing your profile picture to recognize that community is not like some astronomically like life-changing event right um I I don't know it just it bothers me when people I don't even want to say people are entitled to their views on this because like honestly you're not yeah I I struggle with the same thing like I want to say like you believe what you believe but at the same time why does it bother you you know like you're not entitled to information on anyone else's life or life choices or to pass judgment on that right and like what does someone else's life like how does that affect you in any way that's the thing that kills me it's like you know when we talk about reproductive rights too it's like how does me taking birth control to keep my body healthy affect you and why do you feel the need to support the government and taking that away from me it'll never make sense and especially even further than that on a level like being a hockey fan like why are you sharing your views in a negative light on a Bruins comment or a flame like on their profile picture or in response to their tweets like at that point like I don't want to say start a blog but like start writing your feelings down you might feel better after that because absolutely I just I don't understand people and you know there but for as many awful people that there are out there there are so many people who are doing work and I love seeing like fan-led charity events like um you know people will pledge like okay for every goal uh Charlie Coyle scores this season I'll donate two dollars to you know the Trevor project or something and absolutely like to me that that's more good than like that's what shines more to me than those negative comments because you know that's just a fan right probably working a nine-to-five job or they're a teenager like in college and fresh out of high school who enjoy the game and love this player and want to donate something and you know whether it be your time or money like that's still something that these people who comment clearly aren't doing and you know, their negativity, like, obviously hurts, but to see people still be good is really nice. Yeah, that definitely outweighs the noise, I think, in the negative way. But I do think there are teams, like, responding on Twitter. Like, I think the Avalanche and maybe, like, the Hurricanes, like, they actively are on there saying, like, it's not about politics, it's about people. Or, Like, if you don't like it, you don't have to see it. But, like, we're obviously going to be here standing with the community because that's just what you do. And I think that's really what people need to start doing. Um, Because, if you know, if you're going to sit here and post a statement about how you stand with this group and that group and how you don't tolerate hate, then your comment section should not look the way that it does. Absolutely. And I know you can't silence everybody. And like, obviously people are going to say what they want to say, but it just never seems like a majority, even the league itself, like ever puts out a statement, like, you know, 
we don't agree or like anything like it. Yeah. You know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, release your statement at the start of pride month with your profile picture change. And, you know, we do not tolerate the hate that goes along, uh, the bigotry, the like people, people like that need to be put into their place. And if an admin behind a social media account of their favorite team does it, I think that's really the only way they're ever going to be humbled unless you go to a bar and you say something like that and someone's going to knock your teeth in. Absolutely. And I think that's something too, where people are like, oh, they responded like, wow, that was so deep. But it's like them doing that is just another way that like teams individually are showing their support. And maybe it is just an admin or multiple admins behind a Twitter profile, but that does way more than I think people really realize. Right. And, you know, and that (laughs) they want to talk about generating more revenue if I see a team going out of their way to do something like that, I'm more inclined to say, hey, that's a really cool team that like aligns with my values. Let me go grab a jersey or, oh, you know, my next jersey should be someone from that team or something. Because sometimes, you know, we're both Bruins fans and the Flames fans know too both organizations fall flat when it comes to this. Hello, everyone. I am just jumping in here uh, to say we're going to take a quick break. And if you are interested in listening to the rest of the episode, we do have a second part coming out as well. So stay tuned for that and catch you on the flip side. Yeah, And it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. You know, they both have very big followings. Like they're not one of kind of like the smaller teams. Like you could be doing more and you should be doing more than just, I think, I feel like it's been said a million times, but slapping on some rainbow pride tape for one night a year or just for warmups. Yeah. Just for warmups. And obviously there's some players who have taken that to the full season, but like changing your profile picture to like a rainbow where's the real activism exactly it's all performative they say well we did this so like cut us a break but it's like you have this platform with so many people who follow you you could be doing so much more yeah and that's the thing too it's just like why you know the flames I will give them credit because back before the pandemic, a lot of their players did go to the pride parades and we're doing a lot of community outreach work, but obviously in the last two and a half years, things have kind of had to be scaled back. But, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of pride parades this past weekend and how many NHL players or former players did we see out in the streets just supporting and being there and being good allies for that for the lgbtqia community yeah i mean you know you have jt brown always a very vocal supporter always out there doing outreach and really making a difference i feel like everybody knows brayden holpe yeah huge ally um and i want to say maybe there was some leafs players yeah former flames captain mark giordano there we go out there and i was uh, you know he's one of those players that um I was drawn to instantly when I started covering this team because 
of how much community work he did. And it wasn't just, you know, a quick photo op here and there or at a local children's hospital. It was quiet stuff. You know, you donate money here and there and, you know, you're, but you're still going out in the community and to see him still doing that with Toronto um, is really nice. And it, you know, his leadership ability and, you know, he's a leader. He's not just, just because you're not a captain anymore doesn't mean, you know, those leadership skills magically get stripped away, but um, it's just, it's really nice to see players out there and especially players like JT Brown who bring their kids and are teaching them from a young age that we are inclusive. Okay. Like we don't, we're not making side comments about how this person dresses or how that person looks like stuff like bigotry is taught. It is 200% taught. So absolutely. And I feel like that goes without saying that like those things make a difference and it's not necessarily that you need to be a player or like team staff out there, like photo whopping to be like, look, I was here. But it sometimes it is just the more quiet stuff like donating money or like showing up somewhere and being an advocate when you're not asked to or when that's not like a team responsibility. Like all the videos you see for Pride Month or like even hockey is for everyone. Sometimes they look either rehearsed or you can very much tell the difference between the players who are very happy to show their support and the players who are like, you know, this is part of my routine day of doing media right and I immediately think back to the Tyler Sagan Black Lives Matter protest video what what were we propping him up for right like I'm sorry but it's just not it just it's the bare minimum yeah and I think a lot of times even probably players, teams, like they think that the bare minimum is good enough because they're doing something. Right. And it's not to say that it isn't because it's still more than not doing anything, mm-hmm. but I just feel like you have the bandwidth to do so much more and you see teams doing it. Right. And you see teams turning kind of like a blind eye to it. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I, I think that even doing things like not having, um, Chick-fil-A as a sponsor is, you know, that that's the first step. Absolutely. Moving them as a sponsor. And it's not just them. It's literally any other company. Yeah. That supports that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's doing things like the Canucks do and the Kraken do to bring in fans and that visibility, because guess what? We're out here. We exist. Exactly. I think like, another good one is, um, I want to say it was this past season, the Pens and the Sabres did an actual pride game, like where it, it was labeled, if I'm not mistaken, as a pride game. I like and that. Exactly. They had very nice jerseys too, where it was like, it wasn't just like a sublimated jersey. Like it, I'm pretty sure it was like stitched on yeah. and you have like the full like LGBTQIA like rainbow. I don't know if they had other, like the, the buy flag or the yeah. flag and things like that, but you could tell that there was effort put into that and they labeled that what it was. And that's what it should be. It doesn't need to be, you know, kind of curtained and like 
shined over with some cute slogan like hockey is for everyone because we're not talking about everyone here we're talking about a specific group and you know that makes it sound like I'm excluding people but like pride nights are pride nights exactly that is what they're for the same way your military appreciation night for your military people not for me you know they I'm pretty sure they play during black history month why are we not having a black history month night or why are we not having any sort of different heritage nights like there's so many different communities and nationalities that make up fans of the nhl and players right why aren't we highlighting that it's so cool to me because i am learning so much from different like heritage nights or you know when they have like the ceremony puck drop and like it's someone that like did something really cool for the organization that i knew nothing about yeah but where we need more of it absolutely and I think it just goes to show you when teams are doing it that either they're putting in the work behind the scenes or it's not as difficult to set up and market as teams would like you to think it is because you can do it and there are teams doing it and they're doing it well like the teams that are doing heritage nights or asking their fans to do graphic designs that relate to them it's not half-assed they're not just no putting it on a jersey and being like oh there you go like they give you a story of that person who designed it you're learning more and more with these nights right and I think that's the thing like you need to find a way to incorporate education um because that's what's going to help people and I I don't think people's views are necessarily something they're always set in stone with, because I do think, you know, it is environmental and um, potentially, you know, everyone has the potential to change that. Um, But, you know, I just, I think it's so cool to see just, you know, these educational video pieces on like the thought process behind this design or, you know, this is uh, behind the scenes for our pride tape night. And, um, you know, maybe have players be like, okay, donate like five grand or as an organization, we're going to donate 30 grand as a total, but, you know, we're going with our top six or what, however it is, whatever to, to donate. And you highlight those charities and you highlight what they do because the more education and awareness there is the better absolutely and I'm obviously not in arenas Mm -hmm. all over yeah but I'm at the Bruins games and not to say that when they do pride night they don't donate I think a lot of their money either goes to the Bruins foundation or I want to say last year they did the Trevor project obviously amazing charities but I guarantee there's more charities in Boston that are doing this work that are related to hockey. And even if they aren't, these charities deserve money. If you really want to highlight the LGBTQIA plus community, there's charities out there. They're local. Bring them in, work with them, listen to the people who you're trying to represent. And I guarantee your revenue as trivial as that is, is going to go up. Right. And you know, like these youth organizations that are out there, 
we don't need to specifically mold it to hockey. Absolutely. Like, there's there, there's so many more organizations out there of kids who just who just need an outlet and some sort of support. And if that's coming from a billion dollar organization like a hockey team, so be it. Donate new furniture to their clubhouse. Like if it's a boys and girls club, donate, you know, books or computers, something, because a lot of those kids, you know, they they'll go to this, you know, um, I know in Massachusetts, it was um, Bragley. It was this uh, organization for, you know, LGBTQ youth. And they'd have meetings and things like that. And what would be better than having it like catered once a month? New furniture. Any support like that. New school supplies. Like I think it's lost on a lot of organizations or maybe just as a whole, maybe not the people within them that there are so many youths displaced because they come out in their family isn't accepting and they end up in group homes. They end up in foster care. And what's like, what would be better than finding out that this team, maybe you're not a hockey fan, but these people that are famous care enough. They care about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they, and then maybe you build a fan. Maybe you build multiple fans. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you can't just sit here and act like it's just like there aren't people impacted by these donations and by these charitable events, because it is there are so many things bigger than the game of hockey that like we don't always see. Um, and that's that's OK. Again, it doesn't we don't have to see it because this stuff isn't done for optics. It's done because it's the right thing to do do absolutely I mean you you at the root of it all it's just the right thing to do and I think that goes further than the performative actions that we get from the NHL absolutely um is there anything else you wanted to add today I don't think so I just think people need to be a little more kind I think NHL teams the NHL as a whole need to listen to their fans. Like they're out there, they're giving you their opinion on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. There are teams that have demonstrated that they can take these suggestions and the wants of their fans and turn that into something really, really good. And I think if the league could step away from the rainbows and just the performativeness of it all, I think everyone would be a lot better because there's a big platform to bring education and support with that. And they're definitely falling short. A hundred percent. And, you know, there's plenty of reasons that like we could do a whole presentation on this and, you know, present it to the league office and maybe have two people there say, you know, they're on to some, but at the end of the day, I do think it, it really is going to take more than just whatever this is to get their point across because again, it's performative, it's almost lazy. And I wanna see more. I wanna see what teams are doing to support communities. Absolutely. And I think it goes without saying that there have been leaps and bounds made. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're at the point we were five, 10 years ago. I was just going to say even five years ago. Yeah. There's definitely been strides even in the last couple seasons and whether that boils down to teams being more receptive, 
getting diverse voices in there, younger voices who are like, this is what's needed, you know, they're doing good. And I think there's still a ways to go, but I think we're getting there. And as someone who was affected by bigotry and like negative comments in an NHL arena, I can say that we have further to go, but I am really proud of the strides that have been made. Yeah. I'm so sorry that that has been your experience. Like that makes me so, so angry and just, it's so pathetic on people's behalf to act like that. Like, hello everyone. It's editing Jess here. And I'm just jumping in to, uh, say sorry for the abrupt ending uh my zoom call ended uh for whatever reason while we were recording and uh we'll pick up this next part in part two which will be out immediately after part one